following thoughts, opinions, stories, and expressions are meant for those who will appreciate them. If you don't, we hope you keep an open soul to encounter another here on 34 Questions. Peace. Three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And uh, tonight's guest is going to be Andrew from Our Last Meal Podcast. Please welcome him to the show. How you doing tonight, Andrew? Doing good, man. It's, you know, still a little warm, trying to cool off a little bit, but I'm uh, not doing too bad. I feel it, man. I feel it. It's a struggle. Are you uh, more of a cold season or a hot season person? Like, which one would you rather have to deal with, you know? So definitely rather deal with cold weather because, I mean, you can always put more on. You can only strip down so far before it's public <laughs> indecency, you know? Nah, I feel it, so, man. Go ahead. Like 100 degrees outside. I'm limited on my options. <laughs> now I hear you. I hear you. I mean, I... I it was so hot out here. I wore a white tee, which I don't normally do, but it's really my only choice unless I want to like show off my guns and wear a jersey or something. But <laughs> I try to opt, not opt for that unless I really need to, you know? Uh, yeah, I get it. I just want to thank you for, for coming through, man, making time for this interview and being open to share your story. I definitely appreciate it, man. Yeah, man, I've been excited to do this one. I know. I know we missed the first chance and that was my bad, um, but I'm, I'm glad we can make it happen now. Um, for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions just to set the tone. After that, we'll jump into a couple icebreakers to sprinkle in a couple games. After that, we're going to move to the Wheel of Fate, where we'll spin the wheel, whichever number it lands on. That's how the conversation will flow. Um, and then after that, we'll finish it off with some closeout questions. Sound good to you, Andrew? Sounds great, man. I'm excited. Likewise, likewise. Uh, so my very first question for you is... How have you been? You've been doing great. You've been doing well. How you been lately, man? I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, so my go-to whenever someone asks me how I'm doing is like, oh, you know, not too bad. I, I, I guess I can't complain or I could complain, but it wouldn't really do any good. That's like, I don't know what it is. That's like, a, I think the joke I just fall back on, but I'm honestly doing really well. You know, it might be the day that you're catching me on, but I'm, I'm trying to be a little more better in general about, uh, being appreciative of what, I've, of what I've got, you know. Mm -hmm. So the family, you know, I'm, I'm thankful I got food on the table. I'm thankful I got, you know, a warm place to sleep. So, all things considered, I'm doing really well. For sure, man. I'm definitely glad to hear that. Uh, I hope you're not just telling me that because you know. <laughs> oh no, but I, I believe you. I believe you. Um, and I, I'm genuinely happy to hear that you're doing well. Because uh, you know, life, man, is a bunch of ups and downs. So I'm glad I'm catching you yeah. on a on a art when it's like you know coming up for you um if you don't mind me asking what what makes you feel like you're doing well you know what what is it about right now that just feels like you know i'm in a good spot so honestly it's because i'm i'm fortunate that i've struggled and so i think i think having struggled i can appreciate not struggling right now hmm. so and i can i can look at it a couple of different ways you know i think back on a couple of years ago working and just doing a job I enjoyed but also was a lot of stress and you know I took too personal sometimes and I don't feel that way today I do a job I, I enjoy you know 
but I also feel like I've gotten better at it to the point that I'm, I'm confident in what I do. So it's not really a source of stress for me. And I'm really fortunate there because I know a lot of people work as a stressor. You know, not many people get to do something that they love. And I'm fortunate enough I get to do something I enjoy. I feel talented at and it pays the bills. Um, you know, another thing is, you know, financially, you know, my wife and I, we've talked about this. We, for us, for several years, you know, we tried, we struggled because we tried to keep it really lean because we wanted to, we had financial goals that we wanted to meet. We wanted to get out of debt. We wanted to, you know, try to put ourselves in a position that we could make sure that our daughter had the stuff she needed, but also had the stuff that she wanted and that we could put money aside for. And we're finally in a position where, you know, we've struggled and we've, you know, pinched pennies and we've done all that and we can, you know, we can live fairly comfortably right now. And it's, it's one of those things perspective wise, I know not everybody's got that option. So I, I, I try to never forget that, that we are incredible. Like we've worked hard, but we're also really fortunate that some things are breaking our way. So I just, I try to keep perspective on that. Hashtag goals, man, for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely some place I'd like to be someday. <laughs> I'm definitely not there yet. Maybe I'm still in my struggle phase, uh, but why don't you give me some hope? I, or give me an idea of how long, you know, you told me you, you were, you know, pinching pennies. So from that stage to where you are now, how long was that journey? <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm going to like the answer or not. <laughs> but. Um, I, you know, I could say the short answer is we, we were in that really, t- really uh, tight phase for maybe three or four years. That's, I don't think that's realistic though. I mean, because I grew up poor. I grew up in a single wide trailer. Right. So I'm not going to say I was financially unstable growing up because, I mean, we always had food on the table. We had a we had a bed to sleep. In. You know, my parents, they worked hard. They met the basics. But I mean, you know, we still we grew up poor. I mean, so, you know, I'm 35 now. So I guess short answer would be a couple of years to kind of figure out the things that me and my wife wanted to do. But the, the real answer is 30 plus years. So I'm hoping that it doesn't take you that long. But also, you know, anyone that would hear this, I would just hope they know. I mean, this, it's not an overnight thing. There's a lot of times, like whenever you are struggling, that you, you know, you you want to get to the point where, okay, things have smoothed out a bit and it's comfortable. It takes time and it, it it's, it, it's not this, it's not like one moment where the switch flips and like, okay, everything's comfortable now. It's just one day, you know, you just kind of realize like, oh, we've just progressively gotten better and things have gotten easier. And, you know, let's say if we started at A, we're trying to get to Z, you know, all of a sudden we look up and we're in like R or S and we've made progress, but we didn't realize that we were making progress along the way. I got you. It's not until you're able to look back and see how far you've gone, right? Um, exactly. But I hear you, man. I hope it doesn't take 30, 30 years for me either. <laughs> uh, but no, I feel you. I, I think, I mean, I, I'm not in a similar sense. I, I never grew up in a trailer. So that that's a new experience for me to hear. If I'm probably going to ask you a lot of questions about that. <laughs> but um, oh, yeah, so but in my sense, similar where like my parents worked really hard. Um, we were never really I don't I don't think I was ever at risk to be like homeless or you know get to a point where my parent my parents can't provide like they like your parents they worked hard made, made sure everything was um, good for me um, I definitely feel like I don't know for you growing up in that kind of situation um, where you thought it was normal or like oh everybody kind of lives this way 
until later on you kind of realize like oh no i had a you know not a special circumstance but your circumstances were definitely different um from maybe uh, people you grew up with uh, so yeah with, did that ever cross your mind as a kid was it like oh i can definitely tell i'm living a different lifestyle or was it like oh no i'm just a kid i'm enjoying my life i, I feel like i got everything i need um yeah so did that thought ever cross your mind yeah, and, and, and I'll clarify too. So we were never at risk of being homeless, thankfully. I, you know, but definitely growing up, I mean, I, I realized that we didn't have the same options that other people had. You know, it, it was something I was aware of. It, it's funny, you know, my wife and I, we've talked about this because she, you know, she grew up in a similar background. She didn't grow up in a trailer, but, you know, that same situation of growing up, you know, poor. I mean, the house that we live in now, it's in our in the neighborhood we live in it's not the biggest it's probably one of the small ones it's still nice it's still comfortable but this is a house that you know when we were kids we would have both looked at and said oh man that's a rich house that's a rich neighborhood i and it's it's funny you don't realize how much of that i think even you know sticks with you because when we when we looked at this house last year we pulled into the neighborhood and the first thing that popped into my head and i didn't vocalize this to her until after we'd already closed was I saw that neighborhood, then I saw the house. I'm like, oh, this this is too nice for me. I, I can't. Someone like me doesn't live somewhere like here. Damn, man. <laughs> yeah. That, that brings tears to my eyes, man. That, that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, that, that must have been like, did you just feel immensely proud of yourself or you just felt like you didn't deserve it? Like, what was that like? So, yeah, there, there's definitely a sense of pride. And it's it's not just in me, it's in both of us because I'm, I'm incredibly lucky you know that my wife i mean it really is a situation of you know she we are partners 100 percent. you know this is very much a 50 50 situation where we we both work hard we both put everything we have into what we have for our family um but yeah it's um i am we are very proud of where we are and what we've done and there are times that it almost feels surreal to think that okay you know all the times that we did struggle like it did pay off and we you know we have i guess i would say made it i guess it's still it feels weird to say it but something i've, I've dealt with for a long time is this imposter syndrome because you know working with people that you know i think okay these are people that are smarter than me that they have you know they have a different background than i do i'm gonna be found out at any point now and that's something we really had to work to to try to get through and get over because it's something we both dealt with so I wish I could say that goes away. It, it doesn't go away. It's just you get better at telling that voice to shut up. I got you. Yeah, no, I, I feel like I, uh, I definitely feel that way sometimes, even just, you know, making this podcast um, that I'm not really doing it just yet. I'm still trying. I haven't reached that point where the confidence is like completely taken over. Um, I still have a lot of doubts. I think that's anybody trying to really, you know, chase a dream. It's like when, when do you feel like you've finally, you know, got to that point where you've accomplished your dream or achieved your dream so yeah imposter syndrome is real if you out there are are feeling it then i would take your advice man you can't really get rid of it but you gotta just silence it as much as you can um but yeah 100 percent. the podcast thing too uh, i've had that same question to myself like at what point do you stop feeling like this is silly little hobby that you're kind of embarrassed to tell people about because somebody's gonna look at you and think like Oh, that's cute. That's you think you're a podcaster. Like I was talking about this yesterday. I was talking about this yesterday. I was like, if I if I told somebody right now, I was like, I'm a podcaster, I would feel so ridiculous saying that. But I'm like, 
I have a podcast. I release episodes. I talk to people. I promote that. I mean, I don't know what the point is that it's, I can actually say that and feel confident in that. You know, that's interesting. You just made me think maybe it's the point where people refer to you as a podcaster, like where you don't have to say it anymore. And people are just like, oh, that's Andrew, the podcaster. You know, it's not like I'm the podcaster. At least in my mind, that's what I'm thinking is that maybe I'll start feeling better is when people start, you know, acknowledging me as that instead of just, you know, oh, like I think people reference my day job more than this podcast, you know, it's like, but I'm like, wait, (laughs) it means just as much to me uh, doing the podcast as it does my day job. Um, but yeah, damn, and I guess that's me leaning on validation from others, you know. <laughs> Man, I, I get it though, because it, it, there's something. It's almost like a drug. I mean, it just feels so good whenever somebody tells you, like, "Oh, that thing you, that thing you did was, you know, you did a really good job on something." The thing for me, whenever somebody tells me, like, "Hey, you helped me out a ton," or you know, "You did something nice for me," you, you made my day a little bit easier. I, it doesn't matter how old I get. It doesn't matter how long I've been at my job. It just, it always feels good to know that, okay, I I got praise from somebody, regardless of who they are. Just, there's just something very validating about it. For sure. For sure. Um, we could, I got a couple more questions about this, but we'll move on to this, to the second question before uh, we, we get in too deep. All right. my, my second question for you is, what would you like the audience to know about you? I think the obvious answer is, you know, I do have a podcast, but I'm, I'm sure I'll promote that later. So um, the podcast is about grief and loss and food. Um, I love food. Not, I don't love grief and loss so much, but it's something I've been thinking about more the last year, something I've been dealing with. Um, I lost my grandfather last year to cancer. And, you know, I've, I've lost family members before. So, um, but it's been, it's been a long time since I'd actually lost anybody. So it was almost like a fresh feeling. So there was this whole new wave of grief and loss that I had to try to process. And the podcast has been a way for me to do that. Um, taking a completely left turn because I don't want to be too, I don't want to bum anybody out too much. Um, I'm I, I think I'm a goofy person. I think I'm a funny person. Um, I would hope that if somebody were to describe me, that would be one of the first things that they would tell you is that you know he doesn't take himself anything too serious. You know, he's always willing to joke around, but he's also, you know, tries to make people laugh and make people feel good about themselves. For sure. You think you've always been a goofy person or was that something you kind of grew into? A little bit of both. I think it kind of, uh, I think it came as a defense mechanism when I was a kid. Uh, You know, I was bullied when I was younger. And and I think everybody's been bullied. I think it's one of the things that's always, it's, it's relative, right? Like, you know, I, I can't say that I had it any worse than anybody else or that, you know, it did more to me than it did anybody else. I don't think I can, I can make that statement because I've only got my own perspective. But I, I, I've always thought that, you know, that sense of humor and that kind of goofiness was a defense mechanism because, you know, you, if you can pick on me, but I can make a joke at my own expense and it's funnier, I've taken that power from you. So that's something even now, I mean, you know, I'm in my 30s. I still default to self-deprecating humor. And I think some people, and, and, and for me, I make a joke at my own expense, and I don't, I don't say it now to belittle myself, but it's just I want to laugh at myself. I don't, I don't take myself too serious. But I think some people that does throw them off a bit because they're not used to somebody who does laugh at themselves, or maybe some people aren't as comfortable laughing at themselves. I think it's something that more people could benefit from, though, is being willing to not take yourself too serious and have it, have have a laugh at your own expense. 
feel that, man. I mean, I consider myself in a similar vein. Uh, I, de- I definitely op- uh, default to self-deprecating jokes as well, uh, just to show that to other people that I have a sense of humor or I don't take things seriously. Uh, I try to be careful too, though. You know, like, I don't know if it's like my innermost thoughts or subconscious thoughts about myself that I'm putting out there. Like, uh, so it's, it's very interesting. Like I know I have a coworker where, um, we'll, we will sarcastically just like rib each other, you know, just kind of yeah. like, um, make jokes. Cause we're, we were both fat kids growing up. Uh, so right now, like when we talk about going on a diet, uh, <laughs> We just keep going back and forth like oh you're not gonna do it or like or, like here's like he'll give me some chicken or something and be like oh it's like i know you're gonna want this <laughs> stuff like that and i'm like damn it and i, I end up eating it anyway because i'm like trying not trying to take myself too seriously but uh yeah so as far as self-deprecation goes it's it's interesting because you're right i don't see everybody doing it um but the people that i do see it for some reason I don't know. I feel like I, I I vibe with them. I have some kind of energy with them because we are open to just making fun of ourselves, <laughs> which uh, I think is a great way to like you know entertain people or even just like show that like in a in a sense where it's like first impressions and stuff. Uh, at least for me, and I'm sure like people like ourselves, it's a good sign. But uh, on the flip side, I think there's a lot of people who are turned off by it too. You know, I'm like I don't know if you ever come across that. Oh, definitely. Um, I, and, and I think, uh, you know, you, you know, you you mentioned the self-deprecating humor you have, too. I feel like it's easy to kind of get inside your own head sometimes. So I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I've definitely experienced it where you meet somebody new, you make a joke at your own expense, and they're clearly they're, they're thrown off by it. And it's it's one of those things. I mean, it almost feels like you have to work double time to try to like, OK, let me try to make sure you understand I'm not. I'm not crazy or I'm not a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not like somebody who's constantly just, you know, ragging on myself. It's just, I don't mind, you know, I don't mind laughing at myself a bit. So you, you do have to kind of be mindful of that. Cause some people, if it's like you said, if they are the same way, they'll get it right away. They'll click with you. Some people though, just, it's immediately off putting. And it's, I think it's just learning to read the room a bit and kind of understand like, not everybody's gonna like that. Not everybody's gonna, you know, be cool with that. So you do have to uh, be mindful. For sure, man. For sure. Speaking of being mindful, uh, my next question for you is: How would you like to be honored? If there is a way that I could express the energy you possess, what kind of act could I do for you? makes me think of a uh, actually had a conversation a couple weeks ago with somebody that used to work for me and she told me she reminded me of something that I'd honestly forgotten about whenever she worked for me several years ago her father went into hospice and I don't she'd only worked for me for a couple weeks I'd, I'd just become her manager and she she reminded me that every day that he was in hospice that she was with him I would call her just to check in with her and just to see how she was doing, seeing if she needed anything. And when he passed, I sent flowers to the funeral from our entire team. And to me, it was just something just it just seemed like the right thing to do just to check in with this person. She's actually she's a manager now. Um, same company, different, you know, group. And she told me 
just out of nowhere because we were just catching up. She just reached out to me randomly. We just decided we we're going to catch up. And she told me that that meant a lot to her at the time. And she actually had an employee on her team go through something similar. And she remembered what I did for her. So she made sure to do the same thing for that person. She reached out to them constantly just to check on them, see how they were doing. She made sure that she sent flowers to them. And it, it brought a tear to mind just to think that I'd had some kind of impact on her. And that an act of kindness that I extended to her was something that she could then extend to somebody else. And I'm hopeful that what she did for that person, they can do for someone else. So if you were going to honor me, I would honestly say if there's ever been a thing that I've done for you that's put a smile on your face, that's in any way helped you or made you feel better or just better about yourself, send that on to somebody else. And it, not even a... Not even an old Andrew did this for me, but just the idea of just put, taking kindness because there's not enough kindness in the world. There's a lot of there's a lot of harshness. There's a lot of meanness. Take any if there's any level of kindness that I've given somebody, if they would just take that and extend that to someone else, there'd be no better way to honor me. For sure, man. Now we know. Now we know. Um, yeah, kindness, like. I don't know if I'm just get, becoming more cynical in my old age, in my middle age. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I mean, you know, the the concept of good and evil, right, is something I've been trying to get out of my mind just because I think I'm, I'm realizing that that isn't really what it is. You know, people are good sometimes, people are bad sometimes. It really depends on the circumstances. Um, but as far as, uh, you know, saying that, like, Sorry, I lost my train of thought. My bad, my <laughs> bad okay. audience. But hopefully, it comes back to me. Um, let's move on <laughs> to the to my last question of the warm up. Uh, on a scale from one to ten, how well do you know yourself? So I'd actually I thought about this because I knew that this was a question you ask. Honestly, if you'd asked me when I was younger, I would have probably said like at nine or ten. I probably would have dug my heels in and said I know who I am. The older I get, the more I realize, like, I am a lot more confident in who I am as a person and what I believe in and what I think is important. But I also realize I still got a lot of room for growth. I'd say like a six or a seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've got a good foundation, but I, I, I'm sitting here. I'm hoping I've at least got another 40, 50, 60 years. Oh, I'm hoping. And I, I, I really hope that I, I'm not the I hope I'm not the same person in five years that I am today in 10 years and 20 years and 30 years i hope i manage to still surprise myself so that it's a very hopeful six or seven i feel you man i feel you Uh, i'm usually at a five most of the time (laughs) i think i'm still at a five uh ever since even i started this podcast um because i don't know i feel like I i got so much more to do so much more to experience that i'm not even close to it you know um but for you what would you say when was the last time you surprised yourself just to be like oh i didn't know i had that in me you know (laughs) it may even be the podcast honestly because it was something i wanted to do for a long time and i finally just i I honestly remember when i finally decided like i bought the domain you know earlier this year and i had the idea for it and i i I created a google doc i'm like okay well i've got a google docs i mean that's half the work right there (laughs) <laughs> but like what really surprised me was one night I was laying in bed my wife was asleep it's like one in the morning I'm 
having trouble sleeping and I just said to hell with it. I'm going to order a microphone right now. I'm going to go ahead and put the credit card on the website so I can go and host it. And I'm like, let me get at least a little bit of skin in the game. You know, and it's not much. It's like 50, 60 bucks to get a couple things to start up. But just see, I did like, okay, I, I, I made the step to do it. And then writing and recording my pilot episode, which is just about me. And then scheduling that first interview with somebody and then scheduling that next one. The podcast has really been like the most recent thing for me to surprise myself. For sure, man. For sure. And I think you're killing it, man. Uh, I know it's still still early in the game, but I mean, for, for the folks out there who don't know, I was a guest on his podcast recently as well. Um, you you super challenged me to talk about stuff that I, I don't really talk about, uh, even on my podcast. Um but yours is super specific right uh could you give us if you're gonna in a nutshell kind of let the folks out there know what your podcast is about how would you describe it or should i describe it (laughs) describe my experience (laughs) so you know what i would love to describe what my vision is but uh, you being in the position of having been a guest on there i would love to know like how you think of it because me it's a space that we can honor people right um the, the idea is it's called our last meal and it's about the idea of grief and loss and food. So I firmly believe that food is a great equalizer. It is a great bringer together of people. And we have connections to people through food. But we also lose people. And sometimes it's, you know, a, a loved one. Sometimes it's a relationship. Uh, I just recently did an interview with somebody. I haven't released this yet, but they felt like they lost a, a sense of themselves. And we have it and we can tie a lot of these things to food. I think about people I've lost in my life, like family members that have died, relationships that have ended. And I think about meals I shared with those people. And I just I want to offer people a space to kind of process their grief, talk through it, talk about someone in a way that they maybe haven't talked about or wouldn't normally talk about, you know, and, and talk about, OK, you know, how did food tie into that? But it is really a space, you know, to, to honor somebody you care about or cared about. For sure, and I think 100%. I uh, that's exactly what I took the opportunity to do, is to kind of talk about for the folks out there who don't know. I had a sister who had passed away before I was born. All my family and friends, I'm sure you've heard me mention her, but not really talk about it. But here comes Andrew offering me the space and time to, to just you know speak my mind on it, which you know it's. I want to apologize to the folks I never really opened up to, uh, you know, who have been there for me in the past. But I'm like, something different. Like we just met, and I don't know why I'm just so more prone to be open to people that I meet on a whim instead of like the people I've known for a long time. Maybe I'm super conscious of how people can be judgmental, and if I have a close relationship or they're around near me, I'm very like I don't want their their impression of me to change for them, especially if I'm going to be with them a lot. Uh, so for you, Andrew, you know, we, we met on the doing our podcasting thing and you were pretty welcoming um, and you were warm enough for me to just be like, you know, I'm gonna tell this guy how I really feel at least one time in my life. And you helped me record it, you know, so that, that's something that I think is special to me, because a lot of the times when I have conversations with people um, and I think you, you got this vibe from me, I like having good conversations like, you know, dip, dip, digging deeper. Um, I tell them all the time we should record this, right? And I don't know if that's what I was waiting for, you know, is to, to have someone be willing and open to be like, I'm going to record this for you, man, because I think it's important to you, right? 
uh, and it was it is important to me. Um, so for the if you've never heard how I felt about my sister, I highly suggest you guys check out uh, our last meal podcast. Um, and today's July, um, June twenty second. It's uh, when right. <laughs> my episode released. So go ahead and check that out out now. Um, but yeah, man. So I was able to honor her. I felt bad that I couldn't really speak about food, though. Like, I know that's a big part of your podcast, too. And I was just like, damn, like, you know, we didn't really get to share a meal, but we did share a lot of other things. um, And we did have that connection. Shout out Jollibee. Um, But yeah, so I just want to thank you again for for allowing me to do that. And for any folks looking to do that, please reach out to Andrew. But yeah, man. Appreciate that. I, I appreciate you coming on and sharing. For sure. For sure. Uh, all right, folks, uh, we're going to move on to the icebreakers. But before we do that, um, if you are enjoying the pod so far, please like if you might, share if you care, subscribe for a vibe you didn't know was there. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my plug. <laughs> trying to get better on the delivery. But yeah, appreciate <laughs> it. Heading on to the icebreakers. All right, boss, here we are. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with what's coming up. But the first icebreaker is called Point of View. I'm going to give you a statement and you let me know what your thoughts are on that statement. All right. This first one is overthinking is a bad thing. True or false? Agree, disagree? I need to think about that a little bit. (laughs) Is that on purpose? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I got you. um... Overthinking is a good thing, but you know, agree or disagree. I I think overthinking is, um, I feel like it's an evolutionary thing. You know, you overthink something, you know, there there had to have been an ancestor who's like, I need to overthink this because this looks like this could be a trap. Mm. Let me protect myself before I get involved. Um, I think where it can turn into a problem, though, is like, you know, if you get into anxiety. So I don't, damn, that's a hard one. You know, I mean, because if I overthought something, I never would have released a podcast. I never would have started that, you know, mm. and even in just a few episodes, I, I got to say, it's been incredibly rewarding because, I mean, it, to me, it's a creative spark. It's um, it's a chance to get to be creative and, and think about something that I am genuinely passionate about. It's not just a way for me to make money. Um, other side of that, too, is, I mean, just getting to connect with people. That's something that means a lot to me personally. If I'd ever thought it, I wouldn't have done that. You know, so I'm gonna say that overthinking, I'm, I'm, I don't think it's a good thing. Um, it serves a purpose, but I don't think it's inherently good or best. I feel attacked, bro. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm an overthinker myself, but I mean, I, I like to hear people's perspectives. Um, and yeah, I mean, as an overthinker, I definitely think there's been a lot of negative effects in my life, like whether it's been too much hesitation or you know fight flight or freeze i am a freezer like no like without a doubt trying to work on it trying to get better um but yeah it's it's definitely been something that i think has helped me in some ways like you said as far as you know survival or instincts and trying to figure out what the best move is there's been a lot of good that's come out of that but i think as much good there has been there's an equal amount of like the negative effect on me it's it's a balance um and I think for most folks, <laughs> I think a lot of thinking out here um, that <laughs> we're like it's a it's a balance. Um, I think there's moments where 
we are overthinkers in moments when we don't overthink or like just react and take action um but yeah for, for me it's all it's always been more overthinking and i think it's it's definitely it's definitely uh had an effect on my relationships with friends um like i'm the person who doesn't text back right away i'm sorry that's just me because <laughs> i'll look at it and be like i can do it later and then when i finally like remember it i'll be like oh i can do it again later <laughs> and then at a certain point it gets too late and i'm just like is it worth even sending anything at this point <laughs> um and i get stuck and it seems like to the other person that i'm just ignoring them um so i hope you know my family and friends understand me well enough to be like he doesn't mean anything <laughs> ill it's just you know the way i am which is unfair now that i think about it more uh, <laughs> but but i'll say this though like I don't think like I don't think you should you know and th- this isn't towards you I think this is more towards just anybody in general I don't think that we should be trying to attribute things to malice that you know could have another explanation and maybe this is um, maybe this is you know the overthinking if you have that situation where you text somebody and like it's been a week you know I think it's easy to say like oh they don't care or you know what's up with them but I, I think I think it is a bad thing to just go straight to think like oh they're you know they're being malicious or they're being you know they don't they don't care because you know, I think we've all been there you know I I, I don't think there's anybody that's uh, that never overthinks and if they do I, I can't imagine somebody that just runs purely on instinct and uh, instinct and just like whatever pops into the head is what I'm going with. I feel you. I feel you. I mean, you know, in my mind, I would want to be an entertainer and maybe an actor. Um, when I took an acting class, they always said, be present, be in the moment. And, uh, <laughs> and that's something that was super challenging for me, you know, because I, I would always think about how should I act and react uh, to certain things in the scene. Um, but no, nah, I mean, as far as, you know, taking it as malicious, like, I don't think people do that, but I definitely feel like they feel like I don't care sometimes. And that's what I wish they wouldn't feel. Yeah cool i appreciate your thoughts on uh overthinking um i'll give you one more statement and see how you feel about this one which is blood is thicker than water or disagree or disagree disagree. um i didn't choose any of my family and i've got family members who if i had a choice i'm like i wouldn't have picked them Mm. you know so if i if i got an if I have an aunt or an uncle who is like a racist, I, you know, I, I, I've let me let me rephrase that. I it's not an if I did. I have them. I've had them. I've called them out on that. I'm not going to change your mind. You know, I've got friends, though, that I did pick people that are good, passionate people. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard the the, the the saying, you know, you can you can judge a man by the company he keeps. Mm-hmm. I think about this sometimes. I think about my three closest male friends. You know, these guys are like brothers to me. And I look at the three of them and I'm like, honest, decent, hardworking, kind, compassionate. You know, I, I, you know, if, if that's if that's the company I keep, then I must be I must be OK. I must be doing something right. And I wish no ill will on any one of my family. 
but there's there's certain family members that if I had to choose somebody to say like okay this is this is family I've got friends who I'm, I'm gonna pick first you know, mm-hmm. that doesn't that doesn't mean I don't love family but you know this idea of blood is sicker than water I, I think this is what this is how you get people that you know well we need to protect so and so we know that they did a horrible thing but they're they're family that's toxic you know I think you know you you do owe it to a family to a certain level a certain degree to try to correct them or try to educate them whenever they do something that's ignorant or maybe even malicious but whenever they do something if they do something that's just vile or evil i hate this idea of like well they're family so we have to protect them Hmm. i got you i got you and yeah you know something i learned yesterday actually when i gave the statement to another guest they corrected me because the full statement this is just half the story the full statement is uh the covenant blood is thicker than the water in the womb which is the opposite of how it's delivered in the shorter version um so it's actually stating that yeah you choose the people that you feel like you're closest with versus you know the how we're connected through our dna and whatnot so yeah i don't know if you knew that but that was something new to me um no i didn't know that if you want if you ever hear this in conversation in the future you can definitely you know drop some knowledge on them <laughs> Yeah. So there's, they do that old sayings like you know you've heard the one the what is it boys will be boys. Yeah, what's and the full one of that? What's the bo- <laughs> so like it's used to excuse it's used to excuse bad behavior like especially like especially nowadays it feels like it's used to excuse like heinous things. But the the full saying that I've heard is it's boys will be boys until they are men. You know, so at a certain point you don't get to just say well he's just being you know he's just being a boy you know he's just he's just immature. At a certain point, you know, there there is this idea that you know you have to mature a bit. You have to know right from wrong. For sure, yo, that's that's crazy. I'm I'm definitely gonna use that in the future one. Now, I think my future one of my future statements is gonna be "kids will be kids," um, <laughs> and see how people feel about that. <laughs> Google um, that first though to make sure I, I didn't make that up. Well, I, I do want to confirm. Fact check me, please. Okay, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. But uh, it makes sense to me, man. So it must be true. <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna move on to the next icebreaker, which is word for word. I'm basically word association. I'm gonna throw a word to you, and you let me know um, what comes to mind. And you're gonna have 34 seconds to do as many as you can. The record right now is 12, so no pressure. But you know, see if you can get there. <laughs> Let's see if the competitive nature takes over. For sure, for sure. Here we go, man. Your first word in three, two, one. Happiness. Joy. Family. My daughter. Friends. Rose. God. Mm. Unsure. Money. Necessary. Food. Satisfying. Art. Beautiful. Music. Passion. Dance. Dance. What, what would you say for dance? That's number nine. Awkward. <laughs> I'm with you, man. Let's say same for me. <laughs> I got no moves. I got no moves. Do you have a go-to move? Like, there's there's not one that you know. Even if it's just uh, like a a nod, you know, like. <laughs> so, 
so the only dancing i do is at home and this is you know again going back to the silly thing so if i'm dancing it's to make my my wife cringe and my daughter laugh so my go-to is the floss oh i got you hey man you yeah. could, if you could pull that off then i that's not something i can do so <laughs> i mean i can do it i wouldn't say i was pulling it off though <laughs> There's a difference between able, being able to do something and being able to pull something off. I feel it, man. Um, my girl, she's a she owns a dance studio, and she's always trying to get me to dance. And uh, I always feel bad because I, I don't have the same skills that she does. Uh, so I always default to just be funny. Like I'm a if you want me to dance, I'm gonna dance funny. So like I hope you don't have to ask me to dance again. Um, but you know, I'll dance, but you won't enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, in a sense, in a sense. But, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll still just do the slow dance and do the couples dance. But, like, it's one of those things where, like, you know, if I'm really not willing to dance, then I'll probably do do something kind of crazy just so she'll be like, stop it. Like, I get it now. Like, you don't have to do it. <laughs> yeah, all, like, all hips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but, all right. Well, actually, you know, I do want to ask one re. One, one answer that you had i will ask you why because i'm interested god unsure like, yeah i, I knew, when you said you had one question to pop i knew that was going to be the one um mm. so it's because uh i i you know i'm agnostic i guess on a on a good day i i, I say unsure like i grew up baptist which is not surprising i'm from north carolina so that shouldn't be surprising to anyone that i grew up baptist um I, uh, I I got away from the church when I got older, though, and a lot of that was due to hypocrisy. And I saw I saw it used as validation for a lot of hate. Mm. Um, you know, I, I've heard people. You know, I go back to like family and then friends and just strangers. I've heard a lot of people try to use the Bible as justification for things like why, like oh, interracial relationships are wrong. I've heard that. That's that's one I've heard a lot here. And when I was younger, that really that didn't sit well with me because it just it didn't make any rational sense as i've gotten older i met fell in love with and married um a hispanic woman who so i am i am not hispanic i am white so this is an interracial relationship and for some if somebody were to tell me that like this is morally wrong i i just i couldn't that doesn't jive with me um that's that's one reason Another reason, you know, this is the one that I think a lot of people go to whenever they question is like, you know, the, why is there so much bad in the world if there is a, a, a loving God? And the thing, I, I don't, I don't know. At the same time, I, I can't, I don't, I don't really deal with a whole lot of absolutes. There are some things I think are, you know, you know, are right, just right and wrong or absolute, but that's one I don't know. Anybody, people who are like so sure on either side of it, I don't understand it. So, so I'm, I'm unsure. Uh, I know some people, for them, it's it's beneficial and it helps them. And if that belief does help somebody, then I think there's nothing wrong with that. You know, um, what I what I I don't like is whenever people use it to justify, you know, just hatred and anger and just being toxic. And I feel like there's I've seen a lot more of that, especially in the last several years, than I have the positive. Mm. I got you. I got you. And yeah, don't worry, man. I'm uh I grew up Catholic. Um I'm not going to say that you know I'm agnostic. Agnostic is the one that's like you there's something there but you just you're just not like ready to say that or is that 
the other one so that one's more just like unsure i just i i'm just i don't know i can't say one way or the other like i can't call myself an atheist there you go yeah, I, I was getting those mixed up but yeah yeah i got you yeah um yeah no for me man like i think you know my experience in being in a part of religion i went to catholic school too so it was like drilled in me for a long time um but for me it's a lot bigger than what they're telling us you know or like um you know people seem to tend tend to take these ideals that fit their per- i mean we all do it but religion in particular is is one that like people will take the ideals to fit their worldview and they can't be wrong you know and that's right. we got to be wrong like i think we're all wrong really uh because we yeah. really don't know <laughs> what what's out there and what's bigger than us um like i think i i i've watched a lot of videos that whatever's out there is just way too complicated for our puny human minds to even grasp you know like uh so we would we shouldn't really judge it or try to understand it just now because it might be just something for the future to understand or for us to understand in the next phase in our lives i can't say heaven or hell but um but yeah it's it's interesting uh but yeah I, I, the reason why i also picked it out was that i'm very curious about people's spirituality and what, yeah. how they view you know the other things that we can't see uh how it affects us but uh, thank you for sharing man definitely appreciate yeah. it yeah when it comes to spirituality religion i just I, to me i just default to I, I try to be a good person and I, all i can do is hope that's enough yeah for sure for sure yeah. And I think it is, man. I, th- I think, uh, you know, we talked about kindness earlier being uh, rare or not. There's more, I guess, bad energy than there is good energy. Um, so I think being able to put it out there is the right decision. Um, and, you know, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I hate to feel like that there's been, I've like, I've been brainwashed or influenced in a sense of like, the other things have told me that you can't i feel like to be successful to be rich to be up there a lot of people have said you can't be the nice person you can't be the good guy like you're gonna have to do some shady things or you know you're gonna have to make moves that are kind of selfish for you to get to that point and i'm super stubborn about it i'm like i don't think that's the only way and <laughs> um but i but i hope you know i hope that it doesn't get to a point where like damn everybody else is right like i have to compromise you know that energy or like you know the vibe that i want to give just so i can reach that next step um i hope i never get to that point man like i don't know if you ever felt that way in in your experience that you've seen some good people do some bad things just so they can you know reap the benefits um but yeah i've definitely seen that but um i'm i'm just in the same boat with you i I want to be successful in life and you know that you know my personal life my professional life my you know like this you know what we're doing now i got to be able to look in the mirror though uh, i i have to be able to be happy with who i am as a person and it's it's not all about money and success you know if if i mean if i if i made a million dollars but i had to screw over people to do it or if i had to hurt someone else to do it you know, I, I don't know how I, I don't know how you come to terms with that. I feel you, man. I mean, it, it makes me think that the people who are comfortable doing that have probably done it so many times that it's not even something they think about anymore. You know, I think the people who've been trying to be good their whole lives or be a good person, 
it affects us more you know it just makes us more aware and makes us uh hesitant to do anything that could hurt someone else for our gain um but i hear you man so we have about 13 minutes left in the podcast man <laughs> uh we didn't even i think we got time for one spin on the wheel uh, i just want to thank you again for stopping by and i hope you're enjoying the conversation as i am i'm having a great time show man here we go here comes the wheel give it a quick spin and as a reminder to you if there's any question that's too deep or too personal you don't want to talk about it feel free to pass all right man all right so here we go number 29 right yep 29 can you say you've lived a full life I hope not. Mm. I hope not. I've done some things I'm really proud of. Um, not and not even just just like work. I mean, like you know, I think about I've got a I've got a kid who is incredible, absolutely incredible, kind, smart, funny, goofy, just just amazing. And I've tried to do everything I can to to set her up for success later, but she's still got a lot to learn from me, I think. I hope. So I I, I hope not. I hope that I've got a lot still left to do. Cause I need to I need to teach her more. I need to I need to see her grow up and I need to see her make mistakes and I need to see her succeed and hopefully have a family. And if 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 it ended right now, there would be things I'd be really happy about, but there'd also be a lot I think still left on the table. Because I don't feel like I've pushed myself, and I don't, not that I haven't tried, I don't feel like I've pushed myself and gotten out of myself what I want to do yet. So I think I still have more to do. For sure, man. Oh, I, I definitely feel it. Um, and keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. <laughs> uh, ain't no stopping at this point, you know? Uh, yeah. But yeah, man. Yeah, this one's interesting. I feel like maybe you've been the first person to kind of say that, you know, just to be super aware of like, nah, man, I got so much more to do <laughs> uh, versus, you know, someone. I mean, for myself, maybe it's because I don't have kids, but I don't feel that same way. I, I when I reflect on this question myself, I kind of think about everything I've tried to do, everything, you know, I've been going for. I'm leaning towards a yeah, like, you know, uh, for somebody who's, who's, I don't think I've done a lot, but I've done enough to feel like, you know, when I think of a full life, I'm thinking that I was able to do or give out the energy that I wanted to do as much as I wanted to. Uh, and I think that's what makes me feel comfortable to say yes. But I also think that's jinxing me. Because if the universe hears me, they're like, oh, you're done? All right, let's get you out of there. So I'm not done, universe. I'm not done. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel you though, man. Yeah, I think kids are a game changer, though, because I'm like, there's, like I said, the, the, I think she's still, there's still more she needs out of me, you know? So that's, 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 you know, at the beginning of this, you know, you asked me how I was doing today. Even on a bad day, I can't be doing too bad because at the end of the day, I mean, I, I got I got somebody who wholly depends on me and who needs me and who I get to I I get to teach and I get to watch grow and I, I just get to have all these moments with. So e even on the shittiest of days, I can't be doing too bad. Mm -hmm. 
you got her you know <laughs> exactly oh man I, I think it is a game changer someone that i haven't felt yet um i think i try to get that energy or that same kind of mentality for myself working with kids you know working with high school youth um so yeah I, it's probably creeping up on me I, I think it's it's a natural thing for us to feel like oh man you know like i want to see someone that that is a part of me you know become its own person uh, and be there and guide them and just see that growth i'm sure it's amazing man um i know for a lot of my friends who are recent parents you know <laughs> there's there's times when they say it's the greatest gift and there's times that tell me it's a trap you know <laughs> like it goes either way but uh i i definitely get it and i you know when, when i get there i i wonder how i'm gonna feel about it you know so it's, a, uh, it's overwhelming sometimes but it's it's awesome i wouldn't trade it for sure for sure i don't think anyone would man i don't think anyone would um it's like it's it's just crazy to think man like we we love we enjoy meeting people right and talking to people so for me to think like damn you know we, we talked about this on your podcast but meeting a kid becoming a teen becoming an adult that is part of you it's like what the fuck like sorry <laughs> i end up cussing but yeah <laughs> i'm sure yeah, it's I mind-blowing <laughs> You know, that's the thing. You're, you're right. I mean, I, I could do this podcast for another 20 years. I could talk to a different person every week, every two weeks. At the end of the day, I've still, I've already met the coolest person I'm ever going to meet. Damn. And the, the thing is, like, I've known her since, like, since the day she was born. But, like, I've met the coolest person I'm ever going to meet. You know, everybody else is playing for second, you know. Well, technically third, because my wife is pretty awesome, too. I mean. <laughs> I got you. I, I, you know, that's what, I'm lucky. I'm a, I'm, I'm a very lucky man. For sure, man. For sure. Uh. All right, we made it to the closeout questions. Um, but before we do that, we're going to jump into the 34th mantra where I'm going to ask you to fill in the phrase, I am, I can, I will. So I am blank, I can blank, I will blank. Uh, let me know when you're ready and I'll, I'll switch you over to that frame. Let's, let's do that. I've been, I've been thinking about this the whole time we've been talking. Awesome, man. Here we go. Go for it. All right. So if I'm if I'm thinking about this, I am, and I I just said this. I am I am fortunate. I am incredibly fortunate, and I'm incredibly lucky, and I am I am thankful to be here. I can talk to other people and and listen to them, and allow them to be heard, and allow them to share. Everybody's got a story. I can I can listen to people and let them be heard, and I will try to put some positivity on the world. I don't know how much, I don't know how long, I don't know how impactful, but I will try to put positivity out there. Show, man, for sure. I appreciate you participating in that exercise, and if you uh, ever need a reminder, now you have that little soundbite of yourself <laughs> telling you exactly what you're capable of, um, and maybe you could use it as that. a soundbite for for your podcast one day if you ever want to reflect on it. But yeah, yeah, thank you again, man. I appreciate it. All right, so we have gone to the closeout questions. Just three more, man. Three more. Bear with me. Uh, right. So this one is going to be from my previous guest. And I'm going to tell you, man, this one's a doozy. Uh, shout out to, sorry, let me see. Shout out to Kanisha. Um, 
she gave a pretty hard question and i like if you see the episode previously my facial reaction says it all uh <laughs> but her question for you is what is your most painful relationship and what makes it painful i know right i'm like ooh. And you don't have to say names. You could speak in generalities. Uh, you know, no need to call it anything out. So I won't call out names. I will speak in generalities, but it's with a very important person in my life. Um, you know, an older person. And there's been a lot of hurt and pain over the last couple of years because it's become apparent just how different we are and how we just don't see eye to eye on a lot of things and the worst the worst part about being very different and not seeing eye to eye on so many things is that we're also very similar and that we both dig our hills in mm-hmm. and we both we're both when we're right we're right I feel like I will say this though we, we're working on it that's good it's, yeah yeah it's you know I've kind of come to peace with some things and I've kind of come to terms with the fact that I especially in the last year thinking about loss and grief more it's I don't want to have a regret that I didn't make an effort or that I just let something go and just said to hell with it so it's not easy um, but I'm trying and they seem to be too so I mean props to you man and uh, props to the person that's also working on it too. Uh, I think it's hard for us to like admit that we're wrong, and you know, try to re- reconcile, um, you know, bad experiences, maybe a lot of words that hurt and you know shouldn't have been said. Uh, so I just want to make sure you know that I, I totally respect that you're trying to do that and make it happen, because you know, especially when it comes to people who are close to you or was close to you or have been a part of your life for for a long time it's like i don't know if you ever there's this there's this uh, graduation speech um from boz lorman i don't know if you ever heard about it or seen it but one oh. of the advice pieces of advice he says is uh as you get older make sure to keep the people who knew you when you were a kid around because I think that's the only time like you're gonna need to remember who you were at some point and those are the only people that can tell you that you know uh, and I don't, I don't mean this is specific to to your case and to this person but you know in general keep the people who knew you were when you were young because one day you're gonna have to remember what you were like when you were young sorry and I'm getting choked up just talking about it but yeah <laughs> no that's I like that I like yeah. that a lot yeah man um now you can pass it on uh, this hard question to a next person. Uh, my second lack question for you is: What would you like to ask the next guest on Thirty Four Questions? You could go easy or hard, but since you got a hard one, you can <laughs> give the next person a hard time too. <laughs> I don't want to go too hard, but you know, I think what would be interesting if you could uh, if you could talk to your twelve-year-old self, what would you say to them? If you could talk. 12 year old self. Sorry, I'm just writing it down. I know, you're good. 12 year old self. What would you tell them? What would you say to them? 
you know, what would you want to talk to them about? You want to talk to them about? Got you. I'm gonna save the full story for for another day, but um, you know, for me, 12 years old was a very defining age for myself. Um, it's the first time I went to therapy, uh, just because I had this whole thing of like, I guess you're angsty at 12, right? So yeah. like, I was very questioning, I was questioning my worth. I think I had told people I wanted to commit suicide um to get attention i can admit that now you know years after um but it since i said it my teachers were like we'll put you into therapy and that experience plus everything else that came with that kind of helped shape me you know that was a very interesting time so if i was if i was talking to my 12 year old self man we'd have a lot to talk about <laughs> but yeah uh, for sure and then uh, my last question for you, man, the question that ties everything together, 100, 200, 300 years from now, your descendants are watching this video. What would you like to tell them? I hope I did right by you. Um, I hope I did right by, if I'm your great, 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 great grandfather, I hope I did right by your great, great, great grandmother. Um, I hope to God that the world's still halfway decent for you. Um, it's, you know, this is crazy because, I mean, I, I've got into the whole genealogy thing and just trying to think back to, you know, ancestors. And I've looked up and I've seen pictures of a, of a great-great-grandfather. I guess I'll tell you, I, I don't know you. I don't know who you're going to be. I love you. I hope the best for you. I hope that there, you know, whatever piece of me that's in you, I hope that, you know, it's that, it's that trying to be positive piece, that trying to, you know, be kind piece. Um, I don't know. This, this is the hardest question you've asked me the entire time. Yeah, you, you're killing it, man. You're killing it. I wish you the best. You no, know, and I hope that you put in the work for whoever's behind you. Show, man. You know, yeah. Hey, anything else you'd want to add? Don't invest in crypto, probably, but that's about <laughs> it. I got you. I got you. Oh uh, man, I mean, by then, I don't know what crypto is going to be like. <laughs> Could be the next, you know, the thing after crypto uh, we're going to be talking about, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, whatever they said that they're going to replace crypto with, don't invest in that. Or get out <laughs> early if you do. I got yeah you got to get in early and then by the time it's starting to sink that's when you get out you know make your money yeah. and then bounce um but yeah man any last things in general like you want to tell people how to get uh find your podcast go ahead let them know yeah i, I appreciate that um so yeah it's our last mill um if you want to go to the website it's our last uh, you can email me at rlastmillpod at gmo.com. I'm always looking to talk to people. Um, I try to be as respectful of your story as I can, but if you have a story of a, of a loved one, even if you don't have the strongest memory tied to food, there might be something. But I just want to give you a chance. If you want to come on the show, talk about that relationship. It doesn't have to be death. Uh, it doesn't have to be a family member. But if you've got a relationship that you want to honor in some way, 
even if you just have complicated feelings and you want to try to talk through it, um, reach out. Um, you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at Our Last Meal Pod. Um, but if I could give you one piece of advice, find somebody that you care about, go have a meal with them. Put your phone down, sit down, eat with them, talk with them, share some time with them. You better go do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, want to thank you again for stopping by, Andrew. Uh, you know, it was great just to reconnect. You know, and great to have you on on this side. You know, where I'm the host and you're you're the guest. And you know, before it was the other way around. Um, so thank you again for sharing your story. I know there was a couple things that were pretty deep and you know hard to talk about, but you pushed through it. So I definitely appreciate it, man. I appreciate you having me. This is, this is a lot of fun. It was really uh, it was nice to be introspective for an evening. I'm glad, and maybe we'll, we'll get you back on. Maybe you know a few months, maybe a year from now. Um, you know, yeah. with my guests, I I always have that invitation open because it's, I think it's great to just you know check in every once in a while to see if, how things are going. Maybe a lot of new life changes, maybe not. Uh, but I definitely want to see how you're going to grow, man, from where you are today. So let's keep in touch. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate that. Sure. Uh, for the folks out there, I uh, want to thank you as well if you've been watching on youtube listening on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you're checking this out uh, definitely want to say thank you to everyone out there uh, remember to reach out reach forward as always much love and we'll catch you guys next time on 34 questions peace and uh it fades from there man <laughs>